keys are to the glory days at the stick. From who's got it better than us to brick by brick. It's always the 49ers way from off season to game day. Yeah, we talk back. It's the 49ers cut back. It's 49ers Cutback Podcast time, and we're about to delve into the roster and find out who are going to be the 54 players playing in the 53-man roster. Very interesting numbers combination <laughs> there, but with new rules, the 49ers have a bunch of new flexible things they can do. They can keep an extra lineman, yes. which bumps that roster from 53 to 54. Correct. We also get to find out if we're going to be having to make early changes to our introduction graphic because nope. if any of these guys get cut we got to change it up i don't think we're going to do that to ourselves i sure hope not that's a lot of work <laughs> and who's yeah. up first well first up we got to talk about these quarterbacks and i can already tell that people are going are hanging on the edge of their seat to see which quarterbacks we're going to select and which quarterbacks are not going to make the team um one of these guys we might have to wait till the end of the show to let you know if he's going to make it or not Ooh. just just kidding um <laughs> But, I mean, first off, I think we all think Jimmy Garoppolo at this point is now officially going to make this roster and be the starting quarterback, barring Trey Lance just, I mean, blowing the socks off everyone with his intellect and being able to pick up this offense, which I think even the smartest of guys will struggle with. So Jimmy Garoppolo as QB1, of course, Trey Lance, the heir apparent at QB2, and then Nate Sudfeld is our third quarterback, and we all thought that he was the best option. You follow the money. He got the money, so we're going to go ahead and go with him. Plus, we just believe that as of right now, he's a better option than the two Joshes, Rosen and uh, Johnson. Johnson. Thank you. That's what we were thinking as far as quarterbacks. So that is the first three that make our roster. We're keeping three quarterbacks, which isn't different from what anything Kyle Shannon has done in his tenure there. Only 51 to go. It's true, only 51 more players to go. Our mathematician horse is all over today, as you can tell. Uh, we got some running backs next on this list. Uh, we got a quite quite a few here. A nice little chunk of running backs, including horse dot guy Trey Sermon. Uh, the running back breakdown is as follows. We got Raheem Mostert. You have Jeff Wilson Jr. You have Kyle the Juice Usechek, because he is a wonderful man. And yes, I know he's a fullback, but he still counts as a running back. Uh, then, like we said before, you have Trey Sermon that's going to make the roster. And last but not least, the fifth running back on the list, gentlemen, Mr. Elijah Mitchell. And I think what's interesting there is the guys that are cut, right? Which is Hasty and Gallman. Gallman, which is the big one. I think I think it was hard. It was harder for me to see Hasty go than it is Gallman, only because Gallman hasn't strapped it up for the 49ers, um, where Hasty has. And I think we think there's a lot of potential there. And these guys are going to get picked up if they get cut, but that's going to be one tough room and it was one tough room to predict um i'm still not sure about it yeah we could definitely change our mind there after watching preseason yeah and also injuries might make this you know impossible to predict because you know if one of those top guys that we have on there get injured then one of these guys are going to slide in there so now another extremely difficult room was wide receivers so um we kept six starting with debo samuel brandon Ayuk. Jalen Hurd, Travis Benjamin, Richie James. No one that might surprise some of you is Jawan Jennings. Um, Jalen Hurd, we are assuming, is going to be healthy. We are counting that as such. Um, 
the last guy we the last hard decision was basically Jawan Jennings and Muhammad Sanu. We went with youth and explosiveness. Yeah, and it's it's a fair thing to to consider and to think about because there's a good chance that that Kyle Shanahan is going to value that. I know that uh, Mr. Muhammad Sanu has a lot of things that he brings to the table, but at the end of the day, Juwan Jennings very well could sneak in, and especially if he's healthy, have a very very important role in this offense, especially down near the red zone. And what do you got for us for the linemen? Yeah, for the linemen is another tough one. You know, the offensive line they've definitely added some youth. So there's some tough decisions, and then there's some not-so-tough decisions. The not-so-tough decisions is, of course, Trent Williams, Lakin Tomlinson, um, Alex Mack, Daniel Brunskill, Mike McGlinchey, and Aaron Banks. I think those ones everyone thinks. I think those six are locks. Yeah, those are absolute locks. Um, which ones start, I think, is a little bit more you know, of a battle between Brunskill and Banks. But I think those guys are locks. And then you got your backups, and you got to have Colton McKivitz, Justin Skule, and Jalen Moore. And I think the fact that they used a fifth-round pick on Jalen Moore means they're probably going to, you know, use him. Um, they also, you know, used Colton McKivitz. So those are those are guys that, you know, they ha- definitely have a high grade on. You don't usually get rid of fifth-round picks early on. Um, Skule, I think, is the most bubble guy of all of them. Agreed. And, you know, of course, we had to cut Tom Compton, and we had to cut um, Sean Coleman. And Coleman, I know they had high expectations for, but he sat out, you know, last year. And I think some of these guys are just a little bit better than him. And they could possibly beat him, you know, I think they're going to beat him out in camp. I think there's also a definite chance, though, of Coleman beating him. Uh, uh, yeah, I think, well, I mean, I think both of them make the roster because the extra spot is, you know, for no, a lineman. Col- oh, uh, Sean, Sean Coleman. Coleman. I thought you said Colton. No, of Sean Coleman beating out Skewell. Okay. What happened? What about Jalen Moore? Uh, he's a guy that I don't think you'd be able to keep on your practice squad, so I think you have to keep him up. You used a fifth-round pick on him. I don't think you're cutting him. There's a good chance. He's pretty. He's almost a safe bet, but not 100% because you don't know whatever. You don't know exactly how everyone else is going to pan out. Uh, but now we're going to switch gears. No, we're not going to switch gears because now we're going to talk about tight ends. Tight ends are the next thing on the list. Yeah. And these are important because we feel the tight end position might be one of the weaker positions. And after having to make the decisions that we made, I, I know I don't feel uh, great about the tight end position other than the first guy on the list, George Kittle, who's obviously going to be on that list. He's obviously going to have success. After that, we got Ross Dwelly, and then we have Charlie Warner. Yeah. And those are your tight ends. Those three are the main cogs in the wheel of the tight end position. I, I think all three of us would agree that there's a very good chance that there's a name not on the roster among the three guys when we get to camp. It could be. They could add an extra guy. A veteran. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. and I mean, this would be a difference from last year. Last year they kept four tight ends, mm-hmm. um, you know, because of, you know, Jordan. And then they, you know, had Warner that was the rookie. So, yeah. I mean, I think that would have been, you know, the thing. You wonder if they're going to keep four. They obviously don't have four NFL-ready guys right now. They have three, so it has to be three. Okay, next would be the defensive line. We have them keeping Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Kinlaw, Lee Ford, Samson Ebicom, and DJ Jones. We have those guys as the locks. I know some of you are going to be a little shocked at Ford. To me, to us, it's really looking like he's coming back. Yeah. Um, and if he does, he's a lock. Then next, we have Arden Key, Zach Kerr, Maurice Hurst, and Kevin Givens. The battle there at the end was Givens over guys like Jordan Willis and um, Catavia Street. Yeah, and I think we call into question Givens' off the field right now. 
if Givens didn't have off the field issues, I don't think this would be as big of a, a concern um, because Givens has played fantastic. But I think that's what you're looking at and wondering um, because they did bring Jordan Willis back and Jordan Willis is a good player and he improves. And I think he has a lot of potential. I just wonder if he can beat those guys out. And with the signings of Key and Hurst, you're like, I don't know. I mean, Kerr was a big time signing. Um, so this defensive line is stout and it's going to be hard to make this unit. I don't know who's going to make it, but it's going to be fun. That is for sure. It's going to be really, really difficult to know who goes where and who goes, who does what. Yeah. I mean, it really, really is difficult. Uh, after the D line, we got the linebacking core. Obviously, you have one Fred Warner. You have one Dre Greenlaw. Greenlaw. Oh man, Greenlaw. That was uh, that was impressive. He was raw as a rookie, but now he's coming into his own as a veteran. Uh, then after that, you got Aziz Al Shire. You have Demetrius Flanagan Foles. And the newest addition, Nathan Jerry, to that group. Um, those are the five guys that we're rolling with. Those are the five guys we think have the best chance to make the roster in our way, way too early 54-man roster predictions. Um, how do you guys feel about that linebacking core? I think it's real solid. I, I think it really is. I mean, I think the question is who's going to be starting next to Warner, you know, in Greenlaw. Yeah. Is it going to be Nathan Jerry? Is it going to be Al Shire? You know, Flanagan Foles is going to um, add in the special teams game, and that's usually what you keep that extra linebacker for. But I, I think that that's going to be the real battle is who starts there. Um, also, you know, keep an outside eye on, you know, them bringing, you know, somebody else back. But I think Jerry started 19 of, you know, like 23 games. Um, so he, he's definitely able to go and start and play, and he's a veteran leader that can make some big-time plays. So I'm, I'm down with him. Uh, I, think he, I think he's a nice upgrade there. And next up is the cornerback position, which is another highly contested, you know, position group. Um, having to cut some players that we actually like, but this is what we think the 49ers are going to do. Um, you know, barring any more signings or any other movement, is of course Jason Verrett and Emmanuel Mosley are both going to be there. Um, K1 Williams will be manning the nickel, so he's obviously going to make the team. They they use a third round pick on Ambry Thomas. He's making the roster. You don't cut a third round pick. <laughs> uh, Diamador Lenore, um, because he's the heir apparent to K1 Williams, the understudy. He'll be learning. He'll also play in the dime. And then the, this was the big one is coming down to whether it was Tim Harris or Dante Johnson. And we went ahead and went with Dante Johnson because he has more flexibility being able to play on the outside and the inside. And that veteran leadership to be able to do both, I thought was um, what kind of tipped us as far as going with him over Tim Harris, even though Harris might be the better player, you know, as far as more potential. Um, we still think that the, Dante Johnson would outwork him and win the win the spot yeah i think it's one of those situations we talked about this isn't a championship level team you would go with harris over johnson potential but this is a team that's trying to win the super bowl this year so if one of those guys go down you're much more comfortable playing dante johnson in a game than tim harris yeah that is correct and that's the big thing at the end of the day is you gotta you gotta make sure you have the things you need to make that run for six, Dante Johnson got the playing experience. He's got that experience. You're going to trust him out there maybe a little more than a Tim Harris. So I, I, I agreed with you guys on that. I felt that it was the best decision that we could make because we were starting to dwindle down on roster spots at that point. That was a real tough one. Horst, you got this last little bit here for us. The safeties. Is your boy going to make this this 53-54 man roster? We're going to find out right now, aren't we? At safety, we kept four. We kept uh, Ward and Tart as the starters, and then we kept Tavares Moore and... Eleanor Hufanga as the backup. Um, we we have Hufanga beating out Marcel Harris, who's a veteran, but is very, very limited in coverage. Um, 
I think most of us thought when they picked Hufanga in the fifth round, that is a better, younger, more athletic version of Marcel Harris. So I think that's why we have him going over to Marcel. Um, that was a pretty tough one, too. A lot of guys in there that seem like good football players. Absolutely. And at the end of the day, um, this was a this this way too early. Uh, it was way it's way too early. Listen, I get that, but it was difficult. It's difficult yeah. this early just because you don't know how some of these guys are going to look in terms of, you know, with training camp, preseason games, etc. And so it's just one of those things where all our minds are open to change. And if this this 53, 54 man roster as it currently stands could definitely shift, and some pieces could definitely be moved. But the core pieces are going to be there. At the end of the day, it's going to be that back end of the roster and some of the other names that we maybe cut off a little early that who knows with training camp, mini camps, OTAs with a full preseason, a lot of things could happen. Some mm -hmm. of these veteran guys who are hungry and sat out could end up playing their way into a roster spot and bouncing some of these young guys. Who knows? At the end of the day, we know one thing though, and that's the 49ers are going to put the best 54 together to go try and win another Super Bowl. And it's fun to talk about. It really yeah. is. These battles have been set up through free agency in the draft. And now it's time to talk about who's going to win these battles and how this team is going to take shape. Um, so discussing it is fun, and I think there's going to be a lot of discussion about this. I'm sure you know we'll talk more about it when training camp starts, and then of course before they announce you know the final um, 53 or 54 man roster, we'll have another one where we'll really you know lock it down and try to get this right. Um, last year we were pretty close on on hitting on all these guys. Um, it was tough to predict who was going to be going, you know how many sure. tight ends they're going to keep and all that. But you know, in the end, I think that um, this team is going to be set and ready to win a championship, and that's what we're really looking at. This could be the best roster they've put together, which is scary to say, and that's scary for the NFC West. And it leaves us a lot of hope and a lot of you know appreciation for what this front office has done. So I'm excited for the season. I'm excited to have all these great conversations all the way through the offseason because it's a lot of fun, and uh, this is why I love football. The amount of solid players that we have getting cut off this football team tells you how many how good this roster is because i would say we cut 10 guys that are going to be on other rosters active easily. rosters probably easily yeah. easily and maybe more yeah i mean this 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 team is loaded the talent's loaded john lynch has done one heck of a job at mm -hmm. assembling a team peters as well that entire front office the coaching staff's going to put the best 54 in place and who knows maybe the pasta man alfredo Gutierrez works out and it's technically 55 because he doesn't eat up a roster spot he yeah. gets a it's a freebie so who knows maybe we have a 55 man roster you just don't know but that's why you got to hit that subscribe button right now and hit that notification bell and that like button so that way when the 54 and the 53 man roster does come out you're going to know right away did the pasta man make it is it really a 55 man roster you're not going to want to miss on any of that great content and let us know down below did we cut someone that we shouldn't have cut do you think we should have kept someone that we didn't? We want to hear from you. Yeah, I think there's a lot of conversation to have, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to be very opinionated on who should make it. Um, I think there's an argument for people at a lot of positions. I don't expect people to agree with us 100%. In fact, I mean, we didn't agree 100%. We had to kind of come to agreements um, because this is tough decisions, and um, a lot of players are close. You're just trying to piece together the best one. Uh, so that'll be a lot of fun later on when we really – break down what our 53s would actually look like and stuff because this team is stacked loaded 90 men just ready to go to war and the 49ers have a chance to win a super bowl sorry josh Rosen, you, did. you are officially now out of time and you know what that's okay because while you may be out of time the 49ers fans and the 49ers cutback community you aren't and until next time you stay safe remember the right way it's always the 49ers way